Happy New Year! Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams, and it is the beginning of Season 3 of this little podcast. So thank you for listening, and let's get started. Many of us have been thinking about this new year, and we've been thinking about what what changes we might want to make and some coming up with some goals, some short-term goals, some long-term goals. And that may be, you know, health goals. It might be financial goals. It might be career goals. It might be relationship goals. A lot of us are just, just kind of mulling over things, reflecting on last year and kind of thinking about the coming year, what things you might want to do different, what things you might want to improve upon. So this podcast is going to be an encouragement and an encouragement and a hopeful podcast. And the essence of it is that our hope for 2023 should not be in our own ability, but our hope must be firmly in God's ability and our desire must be for God's will to be done and for God's glory to be shown in our lives. So whatever our goals, whatever our resolutions, whatever our hopes for 2023, the important thing is to keep in mind that it none of those things really matter unless God is at the top of the list. So even though we have, you know, come up with a list, God has his own list. <laughs> and we must learn that God's list is better than our list. So let's let's just jump right in. So some of us struggle with a fear of failure for our resolutions. We may, we may have made resolu- resolutions for 2022 or for many years, and we have just what we consider we have failed. You know, oh, I've been trying to lose weight. I've been trying to change. I've been trying to quit drinking. I've been tr- trying to quit smoking. So we're, we focus on our failures and we don't have a lot of hope because we have been trying to change ourselves and we haven't been able to do it. So to the, if you're one of those people, I want to offer you the advice to stop trying to change yourself because really you're not going to change yourself. Only God can help you and change you through his grace and his power. So how does that work? Well, we're going to talk about that more. And then some people don't struggle so much with a fear of failure as just um, a fear of a, a lack of confidence. Uh, you know, we, 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 we're not really afraid, but we don't, we're just kind of like, eh, I don't know if I can do it. It's hard. You know, I'm, I'm not strong enough. And, and so we focus on our weaknesses 
and we and we think about all the times that we we failed. So to you, I would like to suggest to, that you change your perspective and and look back over your past at the things that you have been able to to do and that and the ways that God has been working in your life and that the things that have changed because I I'm pretty sure that you are not exactly the same today as you were 10 years ago. Now, there may be some habits that have stuck around, but I bet you can think of at least a few uh, different different uh, struggles or challenges that you've gone through that you, you actually had success in. So... As you work on looking forward to 2023, I want you to focus on the ways that you have been successful and that God has changed you in your life. And I say that, I mention it, you know, I know that as Christians, we often are afraid of being too prideful. And that is very good. We must be humble. But it's not necessarily prideful to recognize the, the ways that you've changed, okay? And the, the key difference there is to always give God the glory, to, to know, I mean, and not just, uh, you know, superficially, but to really know in your heart that God is the one that helped you make those changes. God wrought those changes in you. And a lot of times, those were the the really painful ones, the really hard ones that you didn't think that you could ever overcome that thing in your life or that painful uh, situation or whatever, but somehow you survived it and maybe, maybe you didn't even recognize it. Maybe you didn't even realize, wow, look, look what I have been through a lot. For example, in my personal life, um, I, I tend to just be so busy that I'm always looking to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I've also had a long life of being of worry and anxiety. So always like worrying about the future and looking, looking, you know, how is what's going to happen next? What do I need to do? That attitude kind of kept me from taking stock of all the good things and all the ways that I had, that I am a survivor and all the ways that God has changed me. I mean, and I, and I just find this interesting because I I was having a conversation with my older sister and she was talking about a moment in her life where she felt like she suddenly realized that she could could do hard things and I was like well isn't it interesting that that you had that moment when you had already had like over 50 years of doing hard things you just didn't recognize it it was so she had been doing hard things so for the rest of the world looked at her as a very successful and strong, and mentally strong, and a good person that always tried to do the right thing, always tried to help people, 
never shied away from difficult um, projects at work or, you know, she has a, a successful long history of doing hard things. So most people would look at her and just assume that she was confident and in her abilities. But in reality, she had struggled for years with a lack of confidence. And yet, she had somehow managed to do all those hard things. <laughs> but then there came this one day, and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this story. She, she moved to Utah, and she was literally driving in a blizzard over a mountain pass pulling a trailer with her stuff in it, her her tires were, were like having trouble gripping the road because there was so much snow and she was terrified. I mean, she's from a flat state, you know, like me. She's from Texas. We don't have a lot of experience driving in mountain passes in the snow. <laughs> so... She, you know, although she had been to Utah many times, this was something new. And she was really scared. I mean, she saw 18 wheelers, you know, pulled off the road and had, you know, slipped off the road and stuff. She had seen a lot of of casualties along the road. And so she was really scared. But and she couldn't see either. Her visibility was extremely limited from the snow and the ice on her windshield. So just you can just imagine how frightening that was. But she said in that moment, um, and she is a Christian, so, uh, and she had really been growing in her faith. Like she had been undergoing a transformation of learning to really trust God. So in that moment, she just had this like epiphany. And she said to herself, I can do this. And, and she said it was a turning point for her uh, mentally in her confidence in her ability to do scary things. And so I relate that story because, like I said, when she told it to me, I was like, isn't that interesting that you feel that was a turning point when in reality you had already done so many hard things? Like, I could give you a list like she she had a very difficult job and she was the president or vice president or something I forget which one she had a very important role in a very um large uh, mountain biking organization she she got all kinds of things accomplished financially and publicly and just did all these things on a volunteer basis while she was working her difficult job she has did, done extremely, um, what I would consider dangerous and risky mountain biking as a, an older adult, you know, she learned that after she turned 40 and she has, she, um, retired and traveled all over the country. So those, those are just a few things. Oh, plus her husband died when she was a young mother of a toddler and she raised her son alone all those years. And she never, she never gave up. And she, she was just like an extremely strong person. Plus, during all those years, she was helping me. 
she was there for me as a as a mentor and as a older sister who she really was like a second mother to me and yet she didn't so for some reason part of her she lacked confidence and i think that part was the spiritual part where she was trying so hard to do that in her own strength that she always had a little fear of failure even when she was successful but at some point she started to turn the corner and she started to put her faith in god and even though she had been a christian for years you know she was like me she was trying to do things in her own power and i was doing that for years myself and didn't even recognize it i thought i was a good christian but really i was trying to do it in my own power so that trusting god is the key and that is really the point of this whole podcast today about resolutions and goals is you can't accomplish anything of value in your own power. The the most important thing you need to accomplish is learning to let go. Learning to trust God with your whole life. Because being a Christian is not just about being saved from hell. Being a Christian is about giving your life over to God and letting him use you, serving him, loving him, knowing him. And and loving him and knowing him, that's that's a real relationship. That is not a superficial thing. He's not a far away God. He sent his spirit to live inside of us so that we can really communicate with him and trust him like we would a human that we can see but we can't see God so that may that means that there's a little bit of a learning curve there for people who are very uh, rational and logical and concrete we have to learn that even though we can't see God he's he's with us and he's actually actively working in our lives but he's not pushy he wants us to want to to want his will. He wants us to submit willingly. He wants us to desire his will. So you see the difference there? It's it's about our hearts. Is our heart for God or is our heart for our own goals? Is our heart for loving God and and then sharing that love that God has given us in our hearts when he saved us, when he, when he took away our sin and he filled us with his love, our, our goal should be to, to use that love to show it to others so that others can come to know God too. So we have to make sure that our goals are aligned with love. But if we have if we have a lot of fear, a lot of lack of confidence, a lot of um, focusing on our own weaknesses, and um, just really we are just looking at the wrong thing. 
We are looking at ourselves instead of looking at God. We are trusting ourselves instead of trusting God. We are wanting our goals instead of God's goals. So really we have to flip that over and just put God at the at the top of the list for all our goals. And if it's not God's goal, it shouldn't be our goal. But how do we know if it's God's goal? Well, that is part of uh, getting to know God better so that we can actually be guided by his spirit. And how do we do that? Well, we study his word. We really study his word. And if you don't have a desire to study God's word, then you need to pray about that. You need to ask yourself, why do I not want to study God's word? Is the devil trying to tell me not to study God's word? So ask God to give you that desire because if you really believe that Jesus is God and Jesus is the one who can save you from the ultimate judgment that's coming to all people, if you believe in that God, you need to know him. You need to know who he is. And studying the Bible is the best way to know him. And it's funny because you can read the Bible without faith, but you cannot really understand it without faith. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. And once you surrender mentally, spiritually, and just your whole mind, and when you read, start to read the Bible in that way, it will start to make sense like it never did before. And you will start to make the connections that maybe you've seen other Christians you know be able to make. And you might have been like, how do you know the Bible so well? And wow, that person really knows their Bible. Well, that's because they know God. And that God has taught them about himself through his word. So the more you seek God, the more you seek the God's word, then you will get to know him. And then he will start to guide you in your life supernaturally. And it's really hard to put that in, in words. It's really hard to explain a supernatural um a concept like being guided by the Holy Spirit, but it's real. It's real, and once you start, it starts to happen to you, you'll know it. You'll be like, oh, huh, that just happened. I just, I just heard from God. I just, I just read that, and it suddenly, it, it all makes sense to me. Or something will happen, okay, I'll give you an example of how it happens to me sometimes. And and this was kind of more in the early stages when I really started getting closer to God. I would hear, I would just like come across a scripture um, a couple of times, right? And then I would go to church and the, and the sermon would be on that scripture. And at first I thought, oh, this is just a coincidence. But I started to pay attention and I would be like, God is giving me little messages. He's, he's revealing things to me. And then when they happen, it's like a confirmation. 
So it's not like God is going to, um, you're not psychic in that type of, you know, new agey way of thinking. It's just that things will start to make sense to you. Spiritual things and earthly things. You will start to like have an understanding of the world and life um, that other people don't have. And you should always be careful because it, this is not something that you can like get on your own. You can't, you can't like study gurus and learn techniques or anything like that. This is only something that God can do for you. So the only thing you can do is to, is to desire God, to desire him and to desire to please him and to not work in your own power. So I did, I do have a little bit of, of a list here that I took some notes. So I'm just going to go through some of the things I wrote down when I was kind of brainstorming for this podcast. So remember that what we're talking about is our hope is not in our own ability to change or meet certain goals for 2023. Our hope is in God. And we are going to recognize any insecurities or self-doubts or fears about our own ability. And we are going to turn that over to God and we are going to say, thy will be done. And one little thing I suggest is to start praying the Lord's Prayer. If you've never done that before, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, so when you say that prayer, really think about the words and what they mean. And don't just make it a rote recitation of a memorized prayer. Because the goal is to really want God's will and to really want to, to love others and to do God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, so what we're trying to do is change our perspective on the struggle of life because life is a struggle oftentimes. And if you're going through a good time when everything is sunshine and rainbows and roses, then enjoy that, be thankful for it, but just know that, you know, your next trial is going to come eventually, and that may be sooner or later, but eventually you're going to have a struggle, and, and we need to remember that when bad things happen, it's not always a result of any sin in our lives or someone else's life. It can just be something that happened for God's God's purposes that we don't even we may never understand 
Maybe when we get to heaven, we might be able to understand that, but I don't know. But um, sometimes we will kind of get an idea of what, okay, God let this happen for this reason, you know, after the fact. But it's not really important that we understand. As long as we trust God, we know that all things work together for good who, for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Romans 8, 28, is, that's what that says. God, God has a plan. God is working out his plan. And if we trust God, we can have peace in knowing that even, even though we are having painful grief and heartbreak or physical pain or um, confusing times where we just don't understand, we can still hold on to our trust in God. And, you know, if things are going great, then, then we are all the more reason to just give God the glory and thank him for our blessings, right? But our struggles are how we grow, and they are a normal part of life. They're part of the workout of life. And many of us want to get physically fit this year. And part of that is, you know, difficult workouts. We sweat, we get sore, we want to give up, we want to quit. But we, if we keep going, we will reach our goals. Well, it's the same thing with our spiritual life. We, we cannot give up spiritually and just say, this is too hard and not even, you know, think about God's will. We, we have to keep trusting God. Otherwise, guess what usually happens? We get another opportunity. <laughs> so if you give up, you're going to have to go through the whole thing again. So instead of giving up, surrender to God's will, trust him, glorify him, seek his, 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 um, his plan, not your own. Okay, so, um, and what do we call that? Sanctification, becoming more like Christ, removing the parts of us that do not fit in God's will for our lives, removing the sin, removing the false beliefs that we've picked up over the years, and learning to love, just learning, replacing all that with more and more love, faith, and hope. So I want you to look back over your your recent life and your whole life and just take an inventory of all the struggles and challenges that you've had, the ones that pop up into your memory, and think about how the fact that you survived all of those. You're still here, you're still alive, you're still living. And you may have scars, but you did not, you didn't quit. You're still going. Uh, Some of those things you may have to repeat again if you didn't really have a success. But the thing is that God did not give up on you. And even if you gave up on God, he was right there with you the whole time. So let's focus on the the things that you learned about yourself as you struggled through all these difficult challenges, did you learn that that you ha- had some weaknesses that you needed to submit to God? 
Did you learn that you weren't quite the strong person that you thought you were? Or were there were there some challenges that you felt like you learned, hey, you know what? I I'm getting stronger. My faith is growing and my love for others and my compassion for other people that have gone through this same difficulty has has been strengthened. Because that happens to me a lot. Like when I'm in pain, it usually makes me think about other people that have gone through similar situations. And I'm like, this is how so-and-so felt. You know, this is how my child feels, or this is how my husband feels, or this is how people in Africa feel, or, you know, whatever. So if you learn compassion, then that means you got some, something good came from your struggle. So think about the, the ways you changed and the things you learned. And then appreciate the positive changes that were that you made in your life. Because sometimes it can be something really big. Like, it can be like a crossroads moment, or it can be a, 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 a really like a change in your whole perspective on life. And those are, it's important to, to recognize those moments because you're going to have more of those in the future. So look forward to them even when the times are difficult. Um, so, and the, those positive changes should strengthen our faith in God's ability to change us. And I love the verses in the Bible that talk about transforming, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because the renewing of our mind is what transforms us. But our mind is renewed by various experiences that we go through. So we have to go through the experience to renew our mind so that we can be transformed and sanctified. It's a process. So while you're making your inventory, think about the, the things that you have, maybe certain problems that you've had to suffer through more than once. And maybe ask yourself, what, what is keeping you trapped in those patterns of behavior? What limiting beliefs or fears or, or lies are holding you back? Because that is very important because you can't change and God's not going to change you until you change your mind. So if you have, if you're believing lies about God and about yourself, lies that the devil's telling you that you're not, you're never going to change and you're too bad and, you know, Jesus's death on the cross forgives sins, but not your sins. You know, there's a lot of lies that the devil will throw at us. So we have to recognize those lies so we can stop believing them. And then here's another one that sometimes we don't like to think about. That is, some of us, we, we, we all have relationships in our lives, and sometimes People hurt us and people do things that affect our lives. And it can be very easy to blame the fact that we are doing, we're not trusting God on other people. So we have to recognize our own role in our lack of faith. 
<clears throat> and we have to confess that to God. And we have to say to ourselves, self, you got to stop blaming other people and take responsibility for your own behavior so that God can start changing you. And then we decide to do what's right, even when other people don't do what's right. And we decide to do what's hard, even when being doing the easy thing is a more likely. You know, it's, it's, it, we can all do the easy thing, but we want to do the right thing, even if it's hard. And we, we have to learn to trust ourselves more. Because part of the lie that the devil tells us is don't trust God, don't trust other people, and don't trust yourself. But if we have given our lives to God and, we, and if we have the Holy Spirit, we can learn to trust ourselves when we're trusting God. So... We shouldn't trust ourselves if we're not trusting God. But if we're trusting God and and if we are abiding in Christ, then we can have some trust in our, our ability to do the right thing. And if that makes no sense to you, then don't worry about it. But some people, their lack of faith in themselves is so strong that it, it can be paralyzing. They they can they can't make any kind of decisions. They, they just are so stuck because they don't trust themselves to, to do the right thing. So you have to have enough trust in yourself, but it has to come from trusting God. And let's see, what else did I say here? The number one thing is to believe that God's will and his plans are always best. When you do this, you can stop second-guessing yourself and God and asking why things happened. God knows the end of the story. Trust him and hope in him. And eventually, you will start to notice changes in your life. So the, the resolutions that you may have come up with, I'm going to wrap this up. Whatever they are, commit them to God. Give them to God. Pray about them. And ask God to reveal any resolutions that are not in accordance with his will and to, and to just guide you as you work through. Some of them might be really practical things like getting out of debt or whatever, but that, even that might not be God's will for you right now. I mean, God might want you to just commit your finances to him and, and, if you haven't done that, first, getting out of debt is not the right goal because you may be trying to do that in your own wisdom and in your own power. But God, sure, God wants to help you pay down your debts, but first and foremost, he wants you to trust him with your finances. And as far as like your, your health and your physical body, Sure, that those are good goals, but God wants you God doesn't want you to be vain about your your appearance and he doesn't want you to be afraid of 
of sickness and be controlled by a fear of being unhealthy. So he even wants you to give your physical body to him. He wants you to trust him with that too. And as far as your relationships, yes, having a better marriage or a a healing, uh, you know, friendships or whatever, those are good goals. But God wants you to trust those people and your relationship with those people to him. He wants you to pray for those people. And here's the hard part. He wants you to be patient while he works in their lives. And I talked about that on my last episode called Holding Space. We are not the ones that are going to change other people. And we have to stop doing that. So learning to trust other people to God is very important for people who have a goal to improve their relationships. The number one way to improve your relationship with other people is to improve your relationship with God. (laughs) The closer you get to God, the more you love God, the more you obey God and trust him, the better your relationships with other people are going to be. And boy, did I have that one backwards (laughs) when I... I used to go around thinking that I was responsible for fixing and changing and helping everyone and saving everyone when really my own relationship with God needed a lot of work. So I can say that now, uh, honestly, because God, God has really worked on me and he has humbled me. So humbling yourself before God Really, if you haven't done that, you better do that before you start working on these resolutions. (laughs) Ask him to show you where the what parts of your life you are holding back from him. Ask him to show you your own sin. Be brave (laughs) because it can be pretty humbling. And, you know, anyway. Happy New Year, and may God be with us in 2023, and may we trust him more. May we just learn that he's got it under control, and let go of the fear and insecurities and self-doubt and the fear of failure, and, and just throw out the devil's lies, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The devil has no control over you that you don't give him. Just submit yourself to the Lord and let him raise you up. Because God is so good. He, he's so merciful and loving. He, he wants you to, to have peace. He wants you to have wholeness in him. So as you, as you think about all your weaknesses and, and, and when God humbles you, just remember that he's doing it as a loving father. He's doing it because he, he's, he has to do it. He has to humble us before he can transform us. So actually be happy when God starts to reveal your sins to you, because that means that God is working in you. 
Just don't stay stuck there. Don't stay stuck in shame. Turn that shame to love for God and thankfulness. Because the next step after being humbled is to be able to serve God wholly. And that's what you want. Holiness and fully trusting in God. So thank you so much for listening to my little podcast. And if you liked it, please share it with someone who you think might find it encouraging. All you have to do is look for the little box with an arrow and that that's your share box and then you can click on share and you can click scroll down to copy link or whatever it says in the particular app that you're in and just find that link and you can you can copy it and send it to someone in an email or a, a text message or messenger whatever put it on your facebook page whatever you like to do um but Let's get the word out that that God is good and God is worth trusting. God is trustworthy. <laughs> That's what worth trusting means. He's trustworthy. We we can trust him. And we all need to re return to hope. We have been beaten, we have been battered, but there's hope. There's hope in Jesus. There's hope in God. So God bless.